Welcome back to another episode of Divorce Force Podcast. My name is Adam, and I'm very excited to introduce this next guest. She has done stints with the San Diego Padres, Fox Sports, and is now working with the Houston Astros. Please welcome Bridget Freeze, everybody. Yeah, I want to make sure that... um, you know, you're working for the Astros, but take me back. I know we met at a networking event a couple years ago. So talk about, you know, how your time has, you know, changed since then and, you know, your time in college. How do you, because sports is competitive, obviously, but how did you, how did you make that transition after college to make a career in sports? Um, yeah, absolutely. It was extremely difficult. Um, like you mentioned, sports is very competitive, um, you know, and, and there aren't a ton of positions available. Um, I did have some minor league baseball experience. I, I worked for the Sacramento Rivercats for a few years in college. Um, and ultimately that helped set me apart from other candidates. Um, but I certainly didn't walk into a sports job right out of college. Um, worked in hospitality for about a year. Um, Finally got in with the Padres and with Fox Sports and then just tried to my best to build relationships from there. And um, I was I tried to be intentional with everything that I was doing and positions that I was accepting and, um, you know, mentors that I was seeking out. So um, it it, it wasn't instantaneous. But right after college, I certainly kind of put all my focus into, uh, you know, getting a position in sports. Yeah, that's awesome. And and talk to me about you know, that first opportunity, you know, everybody dreams about the working for a major league team. So how did you get that opportunity with the Padres? Yeah, you know, so I, um, like I mentioned, I think the the experience in minor league baseball certain, certainly mm-hmm. set me apart from other candidates. Um, it wasn't, you know, I was, uh, it was an event operations role. Um, so a lot of like game day events, uh, when the team was on the road, we'd you know, help out with the special events. Um, a lot of labor related stuff. I was coming in when the team was on the road and, <laughs> you know, setting up for different events. Um, and then from like, I just built relationships with my mentors and with people within the Padres front office and, um, continued to apply for, you know, internships and full-time roles within, um, front offices um, but I think relationships are key, especially when you're when you're early on in your job search. Um, so that's probably what helped guide me the most. Uh, that's awesome. And as far as like your um, college and, and career opportunities and professors that you had, what would you say was the visit uh, your biggest impact uh, during your time in college to help you, you know, prepare yourself for that sports career after you graduated? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I was a division one rower in college and, um, the, the, the town that I went to school in, um, I went to Sacramento state. So they had a triple a baseball team. And as soon as my rowing career was over, um, I made it my mission to, you know, try to get an internship or try to get a role there. Um, cause I knew I wanted to stay in sports after graduation. I didn't know in what role <laughs> or, what capacity that was, but I just, I knew I wanted to be in sports. Um, so 
you know, I applied as I went to a job fair, I applied as like a parking attendant. Um, <laughs> you know, again, not another glamour, glamorous role, um, but it certainly helped shape who I am today. And um, they hired me on the spot and they were like, all right, are you ready for this? And I was like, yeah. And it was, it was a great first season. And then from there, I just kind of kept pushing and I would really put myself out there and ask if they had um, any internship opportunities available. Um, you know, I was a, a sophomore, junior in college at the time, so pretty young and still kind of feeling them out for internship opportunities. And finally, I think that um, my persistence paid off and they uh, they connected me with the partnerships team and I had a, had an interview and and worked with the partnerships team for about a year. That's that's awesome. Uh, so talk about your time as a as a college athlete. Obviously, it's a whole different ball game. A lot of discipline. How did you think being a college athlete? What traits um, you know that you possessed has helped you in the sports realm as a young professional? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know. Um, Sports, sports in, in general, I mean, whether it's, you know, youth sports or different <laughs> clubs or different activities, um, they certainly help individuals gain, you know, it's something they like to do. It's something that's fun. They help them kind of gain dedication, determination, all those key things. Um, but, and, you know, walking into it, rowing was one of the more difficult sports that I had done. You know, I was a softball player growing up. I played a little basketball. <laughs> field hockey, but, uh, rowing was a whole different ball game. Um, and, and just doing that at the division one level was, was a challenge. And, um, I welcomed it of course, and I was ready for it. And I think the dedication, the term, determination, um, you know, not being, not wanting to give up or anything like that. I think that all helped in my pursuit of a career in sports. Cause there were certain times when absolutely it was difficult and you know, you, you maybe aren't getting the right opportunities or you're not getting the, the big breaks or the internships or stuff like that. And ultimately, you just have to stay persistent and kind of keep focused and the right opportunity will come. That's awesome. And talk about so now uh, you did a little bit. You had experience uh, with the Padres and you're originally from the West Coast. Is that correct? Or where are you originally from? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I'm from uh, from San Diego and then went to school in Northern California. Okay, perfect. That's great. And so I know, like, obviously moving, transitioning to, like, a different city uh, can be daunting. But how did you determine that moving uh, for your career was a must or that was something that you wanted to do if staying in sports was something that you want to make wanted to make happen? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, moving to Houston, I certainly knew that it was a possibility, especially when you're, you know, still trying to get your foot in the door, still trying to find <laughs> that right opportunity. You really have to be somewhat willing to to move. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are plenty of people who get into our industry and they, um, you know, you know, find a find a great job in their hometown. <laughs> Um, but I think opening up yourself to the possibility of a new city, a new role, um, really helps expand your horizons and it really helps develop you as an individual. Um, you know, it was kind of funny. I never really saw myself, you know, moving. I had moved away for, for college and then I moved back home immediately after graduation. And I was like, you know, I really miss San Diego, you know, while I was away. So I, I don't really foresee myself leaving anytime soon. And, you know, I think 
18 months later, I was on a one-way flight to Houston. So (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome. And, and that transition, like for you, you know, graduating college, uh, making, you know, sports a career, what do you think the hardest part was? And what do you think was, um, you know, not so hard uh, as far as making that transition to Houston uh, coming from San Diego? Um, well, I'll start with the with the not so hardest part. So the not so <laughs> hard part was um, moving because I knew this was something that I was extremely passionate about. Um, it was something that I knew I was invested in. It was a career opportunity that I really wanted to pursue. Um, so that was the easy part. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the difficult part was, you know, staying focused. And you know, I think I mentioned it early earlier, but you're not always afforded the first opportunity right out of college. And I think Mm -hmm. staying focused, um, you know, staying determined to find your role is really important. You know, I had, I had searched and searched and I had attended, you know, job fairs and networking events and interviews. And, um, you know, I was traveling for interviews. I was going up to LA a couple times a week, um, trying to interview for different internship programs just to get my foot in the door. And quite frankly, it's tough. I mean, when, you get rejected so many times or you're so close so many times and then you, you just miss it. Um, it's tough. So I think the hardest part was, you know, staying focused on a long-term goal of, of ultimately, you know, getting a job with a, with a, a major sport organization. And um, yeah, I mean, but obviously it, it paid off in the end and um, it's totally worth it. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that. And, and talk to me about like, your your goal to maintain that and who who have you leaned on the most to keep that focus obviously self-motivation is a huge huge aspect of that but who what mentors have you leaned on and what you know have you had a lot of family support with that as well uh, to make sure that you've stayed focused and they've helped you um with that as well yeah, absolutely. I've had some great mentors, um, and I'm so grateful. Um, you know, back with my time with the Rivercats, I, I was involved with some great folks there. Um, I was involved with some great folks with the Padres. They really challenged me and encouraged me to continue my pursuit of a career in sports. Um, they afforded me, you know, different opportunities because I put it out there that it was something that I was interested in, and it, I was willing to work for it. And I mean, still with the Astros, I have a great group here that I work with, and uh, we have a great leadership team and um, I'm extremely grateful for that. I've been, you know, so fortunate over the years to just consistently have some great mentors that, mm-hmm. you know, have, have given me so many opportunities and had all the faith in the world in me. And, um, you know, for that, I'm forever grateful. Of course, at the same time, you have to be willing to, you know, really work hard and, and show them that it's a two way street. Um, and I think that kind of comes from the, from the second half of your question, um, you know, coming from the, the family aspect, um, you know, my family has definitely supported me in my pursuit of a career in sports. And, you know, they've helped me move to different places. You know, they helped me move from Sacramento to San Diego and then to Houston <laughs> and, um, and, and even affording the opportunity for me to play youth sports. Um, Cause I think that's ultimately where this all started was, you know, my involvement in youth sports, um, the passion that I had for the game growing up and, and those memories with my family. So they, they've certainly supported me uh, along the way. Uh, that's awesome. I love that. Cause a lot of times, um, you know, with sports being such a competitive uh, industry, you know, sometimes 
you know, the, the support's not always there, but it's great to have, you know, that support system because it's definitely important. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with that. It is essential. There were some, you know, difficult times when I wasn't getting, you know, internships or jobs or, uh, you know, stuff like that. And I had my family to lean on. So I certainly wouldn't be, wouldn't be here without them today. <laughs> That's awesome. And so as far as like, you know, you know, a lot of people there, you know, sports industry, there's a lot of turnover. Um, obviously, you know, it's made up a lot of seasonal employees. And, and like you said earlier, you know, it's hard. It's very challenging to get that first full-time job in sports, but over time and, and people that you've worked with as well, what have you seen, not just in yourself, but other colleagues that have been able to make that jump? Um, what, do, what are some traits that you see in those individuals and in yourself as well, um, you know, that are just able to make that jump? And what are some like three traits that you see um, that they possess? Um, it's a great question. Um, I think, you know, in sports, it's a, there's a diverse group of individuals. Um, you know, they're, they're passionate. Um, I think they're competitive and, um, dedicated. Yeah. I love that. And especially the dedication, uh, it's not a nine to five job, right? <laughs> Certainly. No, definitely. Definitely not a nine to fiver. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're with the Astros right now. What has been, you know, as the current pandemic, I know we're getting closer to opening day, but what has your schedule been like? And, you know, what does it look like coming up on the start of the season? Yeah, you know, um, it's, it's definitely unique for sure. I've never um, worked from home until this point, but right now we're, <laughs> we're working from home and it's, uh, we're, we're chugging right along. Um, you know, our, our team's just kind of brainstorming some, you know, self-produced events that we can pursue um, when it's safe to do so. Um, and then obviously we're, we're just getting ready for opening day. We're excited to have the boys, um, you know, start the season and, and get underway. Uh, we wish there could be fans in attendance, but unfortunately that's not the case right now. But um, I think everyone's safety and, and health is, is number one. So um, hopefully that they can sustain every, the, the, you know, the players' health, staff health um, and all that. But we're, we're just looking forward to having baseball back and, having some semblance of, uh, of normalcy. Yeah, definitely. Uh, safety and, and health is uh, certainly important. And you talk about the fans. Uh, so your role as the special events coordinator, talk to me, like, what's your typical day like? Or, you know, over time since you've been with the team, like, what is a typical day? What is a typical week in normal circumstances? <laughs> um, that's a great question. You know, there's never really – like a typical day, um, <laughs> you know, in events, we typically slow down around the start of the season um, just because our capacity for hosting events and our event dates are obviously slimmed down a little bit with um, the start of the season. Um, but, you know, I mean, just working with internal, we, so our, our events team does all the internal events, um, internal meetings, you know, speakers, stuff like that. Um, and then we also do external meetings. So we host groups at the ballpark, um, large scale concerts, you know, WWE was in the ballpark in January. So that was really unique. Um, but yeah, I mean, just, just kind of keeping, keeping busy and, and building those relationships with, with clients and, and vendors and, um, 
you know, ba- the baseball staff. So it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. So if I was like a business and I wanted to have an event, how would I go about doing that? And what are this? I mean, obviously there's like concerts and, and things like that nature, but how does, how would I go about doing that about hosting event at the ballpark? Yeah, absolutely. So um, you can just reach out to our sales team. Um, all the information's on the Astros website. And, you know, you just kind of tell us what you're looking for, whether it's a, a day away at the ballpark for your staff. So maybe you do a, a meeting in the morning and, you know, have all the, the presentations. And then maybe you have the, the staff go to a ball game that night, or maybe you get a suite or something. Um, but a lot of our in-season events that are on game days, um, it's a lot of companies looking to kind of break up the work week. They'll come in in the mornings, uh, host an event, have you know a panel, and then um, kind of the evening portion is them attending uh, the game. So I'd imagine with uh, you know like the current situation with no fans, I'm sure. Are you got like as the events team like being creative and doing virtual events? So we have a couple of virtual happy hours and stuff that our partnerships team is working through. Um, we've kind of, we've tried to navigate hosting, hosting some self-produced events, but unfortunately it's, uh, it's just not plausible right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with the uptick in cases a little bit in Texas has, has everyone kind of taken a step back and reassessing. Um, hopefully if once the Texas start, the, the Texas cases start to decrease, um, hopefully we start to see some flexibility in that, but for the time, for the time being, um, again, we're just kind of looking out for everyone's safety and health and, and hanging in there while this, uh, this pandemic kind of plays itself out. Yeah. Yeah. So like, as far as the season, are there like, is there any plan to like, do like a virtual, like any virtual events or like, as far as like, um, like virtual meet and greets with, uh, any of the players or things like that or have you guys done that already yeah so we've actually had a few virtual meet and greets um with the players um as the season kind of gets underway i don't know that that will continue just because obviously they have a a large amount of games in a very short period of time um but i mean i think they're looking for other ways to engage fans and they're still kind of researching that um, a lot of teams are utilizing, you know, cutouts, cardboard cutouts. Yeah. That's <laughs> cool. Um, you know, and, and different sponsorship activations. So people are becoming creative. And I think it's really required, um, you know, front offices and businesses outside of the sports world to rethink, to kind of think outside the box. And, you know, how can we activate this space? Um, what sponsorship opportunities are here? Um, you know, what do we do now that this opportunity has been taken away? So, um, you know, major kudos to the sports world and to, you know, businesses, you know, throughout the nation that are having to think outside the box and, and really learning how to, um, really learning how to take advantage of their resources now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, definitely being creative is huge and adaptability for sure. Uh, so a lot of times in sports, uh, you know, people think, you know, sales is their entry into the sports industry. But there are a lot of other departments, other ways to get involved. How did you get involved on the event side? And 
what drew you to to wanting to work on the event side within the sports industry? Yeah, absolutely. So I was um, I was first really exposed to events uh, when I was working with the with the River Cats for in in college, and um, you know, in, in minor league ball, you're kind of forced to wear many hats. So <laughs> that could mean assisting with you know promotions and events. It could mean assisting with marketing, mascot appearances. Um, so that's what really kind of was my first exposure. And then my experience with the Padres is really what solidified that. And, um, you know, what got me interested in pursuing a career in events. Um, one thing I do really enjoy about it is that it's always unique. It's, it's always a different adventure. There's always new clients, new events, um, and new people and opportunities that you're exposed to. So, um, I, I love the kind of uncertainty of it all. I love, you know, a new client coming in and saying, this is our vision, you know, can you make it happen? Or, um, you know, different vendors coming in saying, we've done this before. Um, how do we, how can we do it here? Uh, so I, I liked it. It always kind of keeps you on your toes. It always requires you to, you know, think and evolve and grow as an individual and as an organization. That's awesome. And I imagine on the event side, I mean, it's, it's certainly, uh, different than sales, but I would imagine, um, does the team have metrics that they have to meet as far as like events that they have to run or like, is that a metric that the organization like sets for the team or do you got, what types of metrics, uh, do you guys go by or if, if any? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm on the operations side. Um, we do have a special event sales team. Um, so they would be a little bit more familiar with that than I am. Oh, okay. So the, the sales team ultimately sells the event and then we work with the client once the contract has been signed to, um, kind of bring their event to life, you know, logistics, staffing, event spaces, layout. Um, so that would be more of a, of a sales question. Okay. Awesome. But so you're basically, so once the event is scheduled, you handle like the venue, the setup and everything like that. Yep, that's correct. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I did. You know, it's awesome. I I was a like I worked. I did a ton of stuff in college where I was involved in so many clubs, and I would have to submit requests to like student activities to make sure that you know we had the necessary equipment. Uh, we had like the the venue, the the classroom that we wanted, and you know that's you want to make sure everything is right because on the day of the event if there's not something there and I can imagine, you know, especially on, on the major league baseball side, if there's not, you know, a setup the way it needs to be set up, I'm sure that can be, uh, can be interesting, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We always joke with, uh, with one another that we are air traffic control. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's always, that's always a fun little adventure and there's not much that, that takes place in the building that, you know, we don't know about or we don't have a hand in. So um, that also kind of helps us stay fluid and, and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like you're, so as far as like the events and things and the, the logistical part of it, um, how like you guys have to make sure that the person is happy with the setup. How many, t like, has there been a time or since you've been with like the Houston Astros that there's been an event or stuff that's like it, it's not, it hasn't ran as smooth that it could, and you guys have to adjust on the fly. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that happens um, more often than you'd think. Um, <laughs> any, any large, large changes, um, you know, we typically try to, you know, tread lightly just because we have a conversion staff that we like to, you know, keep on our good side. But <laughs> we certainly have to evolve, you know, on small changes, adjustments, um, stuff like that. So we try to be as flexible, you know, as possible. Um, but I think it's also beneficial to kind of stand firm for any large changes. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's huge. And as far as like, you know, when, when you talk about, you know, the events and what types of events, like, are you able to like, as far as, you know, your input or like how many, like, uh, like, what do you, what do you guys come up with the suggestions for like new events? Is there like, do you, can fans submit suggestions or is it like, how do you gather your data as far as, you know, this, this could be a cool event that we want to think about doing. Um, how do you gather that data or like brainstorm those types of ideas? Yeah, absolutely. So we have a really collaborative relationship with um, the other 29 teams in major league baseball. <laughs> Um, so we brainstorm with them a lot. We have an annual conference that we attend. Um, it's kind of just a big sharing of ideas, brainstorming. Um, so, you know, we share a lot of ideas with other organizations, you know, what's worked for them, what hasn't. And then internally, we also kind of discuss, you know, something that might work for our market, um, something that we've, you know, seen on social media that we want to apply and, you know, host an event at Minute Maid Park. So, um, a lot of brainstorming, you know, it's, it's, it's really a collaborative effort for sure. Yeah. I love that. Uh, collaboration and teamwork are, are huge, especially uh, with the sports industry being uh, so small. It's like you have to collaborate. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, your time in, in the minor leagues, um, I know we talked about it before, but you know, that, that hard work that wearing that many hats, like, why like why the minor leagues and why was that something that you wanted to do obviously uh particularly you know there's a lot of uh sports opportunities but having that first job in sports and minor league baseball was a huge help for yourself why do you think that opportunity came about and you know what was some of your biggest lessons there yeah you know i think that as a softball player, um, baseball was something that I was extremely passionate about. Um, those are two sports that are really closely resonate. They closely resonate with one another. Um, so, you know, obviously had a passion for working in sports, whether it be the NFL, NBA, NHL. Um, but I think I always gravitated more towards baseball um, just because of my softball experience. So mm-hmm. when I found out that there was a triple A team, in my college town, I was like, Oh, this is, this is great. Um, so I think ultimately just finding what interested me the most, um, you know, obviously it would have been great to get an opportunity with the Sacramento Kings or you know, something like that. But, um, baseball just kind of came second nature. Yeah. It's awesome. And what position did you play in softball? Um, I was an outfielder in high school and then kind of growing up through like youth softball. Um, I was a shortstop, a catcher, um, you know, my dad, my dad always coached me. So I kind of, I, I went wherever he told me to. <laughs> what was your favorite position? Um, man, I liked catching and I liked shortstop catching. You're involved in like 
every play, you know, you kind of command the game, you command the infield. Um, it requires a lot of, you know, diligence and catching different pitchers is, is always fun and building, building relationships with them. Um, you know, and then again, shortstop's great too. I always love the, the flair for the dramatic. So the dramatic plays, the double plays, the diving <laughs> Um, so those have to be my two favorite positions. That's awesome. And what was like your favorite moment uh, when you played? Ba- like, what was your favorite moment uh, when you played softball? Oh man, that's a that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> so many good memories. Uh, a lot of my a lot of my best friends now that I that I'm still friends with, our relationships came from softball. Um, I don't know. I mean, I when I was. 10 or so we we qualified for like the national champion national championships um so we went to st louis missouri for that and our team from san diego got like fifth place out of 50 teams um and we just had a great group a great you know group of kids great group of families and um just getting to share that with you know my teammates but also my best friends was uh was pretty cool um and then just, just having my dad coach me was also a lot of fun. You know, there's pros and cons to it, of course, but um, I, really, <laughs> I really enjoyed the time, most of the time that the dad was my coach. So <laughs> That's awesome. I'm sure, uh, you know, there was a lot of good lessons along the way with that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Always, always held to a higher <laughs> standard, but I guess you could, you could argue that's what, uh, you know, helped shape me into the individual that I am today, so always grateful for that. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, for, for students who are, you know, trying to figure out, you know, cause every, every, you know, area is different with career in sports, but if somebody's interested in making a career in sports, what suggestions or what tips would you give for them? You know, I think just getting started early and, you know, taking advantage of the opportunities in college, you know, whether it be, you know, working for, you know, different teams, you know, whether it's baseball, basketball, rowing, softball, whatever it may be, I think, you know, trying to get involved at the collegiate level and, um, you know, seeking out internships with sports teams in your area, um, sports organizations in your area, uh, you know, volunteering, interning. Um, I think just getting your foot in the door as early as possible um, and working hard is, is extremely important. Yeah, I think that uh, you hit the nail on the head there with starting early. Um, but also, like, you know, as far as um, you mentioned, you were an athlete uh, in college. Um, but how big of an impact were some of your professors? And how did they help you uh, transition? Or, you know, what was their impact like as far as you know giving you advice or introducing you uh to people you know what type of impact did they have on helping you and guiding you in a way uh as far as a career in sports yeah absolutely there's not any really specific advice that i received that i would closely associate with you know achieving a career in sports um I had a, just a business like 101 class or management 101 class. And um, in that class, we had like three or four major projects, you know, resume, cover letter, memorandum, 
among others. And I think that was one of the most valuable classes that I took throughout college. Um, it was upper division. It was either junior or senior year. And just like learning and, and getting peer reviews on how to write a clean resume, a clean cover letter, a clean memo, um, and just getting peer feedback, getting her feedback. Um, it, it really helped me get into a career in sports. And I think a clean resume is important. And I think learning to highlight your experiences in the correct way is important. Um, but that's probably one of the, one of the best opportunities that I was afforded in college by a professor. That's awesome. And so, cause I know every program is different. Uh, did you have any guest speakers uh, that came to your school that worked in the sports industry at all? Or was it mostly your outreach was going to career fairs and network events um, on your own? Yeah, I think uh, I took a lot of that upon myself. Um, as soon as I kind of discovered different websites and different opportunities, I dove in headfirst. Um, <laughs> I was going to networking events and job fairs and stuff like that. And even if it was to just get my name out there to get, you know, my resume in someone's hands or build relationships, um, you know, I think that's extremely important. I, I have folks that I still talk to that I've met at job fairs or networking events, or, you know, I still have different organizations that I recognize me and I recognize them at, at different events. So I think that's um, kind of the best part of, the, of those uh, events and those opportunities. Yeah, and that's huge. I mean, I know we met at a networking event in D.C. Uh, and, and you know, coming from the West Coast, make, you know, going out to travel, uh, spending your own money to, to go to a networking event. Uh, talk to me about that drive, because uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of times, you know, we've talked about it on this podcast. You know, sometimes it, it, you have those challenges and, and obstacles come up. What is one thing that kept you motivated to keep pushing forward um, if you had to pinpoint one thing? Um, just my passion for the game. You know, I think right out of college, I was looking at geographic areas that I would move to or areas that I knew had successful sports organizations or organizations that I liked their, you know, mission, vision, and values and, um, I think that was important. You know, obviously DC was a, a targeted area of mine. Um, but a lot of places on the West coast were a targeted area of mine, uh, Houston. So I think just ultimately you, you kind of do process of elimination because <laughs> you find places that you, you would, you would like to move or you would like to, you know, try a different opportunity there. And, you know, maybe there's an organization that you really see yourself working for. And um, I think that's important in kind of weeding out what, teams you may want to work for and what teams maybe aren't the right fit. Um, but I think that my passion for the game is really what kept me going. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that uh, passion. I mean, they say if you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life, right? Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I, I firmly believe that as well. <laughs> yeah. And um, talk about the culture in sports, um, you know, some of the managers you've had and, you know, how has it been different like how would you compare it to I mean obviously um you know a not like a corporate a corporate job or like corporate business uh what's like the main thing that you think makes the sports industry different than your typical um 
corporate business? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I can't speak much for like a typical corporation um, just because I haven't done a lot of work outside of sports, which, you know, I'm grateful for because this is something <laughs> I'm passionate about. But um, you're just you're with such a diverse group of individuals who have different backgrounds, who have attended different, you know, scholastic institutions. And, um, you know, everyone's really passionate about the game. They're dedicated. Um, and I think just being around individuals who who share the same passions that you do, that have similar goals or, you know, I think that everyone's connected in one way or another, whether it's, um, you know, they've kind of grew up, you know, playing the game or, or, or playing a similar game or um, everyone has a passion in, in one way or another to sports. I mean, whether you're in events or marketing or, you know, guest services, uh, everyone genuinely wants to be there. And, and like you said, if you, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And it's, it's, it's such a refreshing feeling being around individuals that genuinely love their jobs. Um, you know, and I, I love going to work every day. I love my job. It's, you know, I'm, I'm super blessed to have been afforded the opportunities that I have. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's great. I think, you know, I was talking to, um, a buddy of mine who I worked at Ripken and Matt, he's, he works in sales with the nationals and like the competitive nature of, you know, the sales floor is, uh, something that's always there and just the camaraderie, like you have the team that you're, you know, you working for the team that you have that camaraderie, that same, you know, that same drive, you want to be there. Uh, but it's that just feeling of being in sports. Um, it's it's really you can't really duplicate that at a lot of other like industries or fields. Yeah, you know, absolutely. You're, you're you hit the nail on the head there. Um, it's a lot of competitive individuals. I mean, you get these folks out on the field during employee softball, and <laughs> um, it's 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 fun to watch. So yeah, it's it's fun being around everyone. It's fun being around the game. Uh, I love it. Yeah, that, that's that's awesome. And I think that, you know, being so I have to ask, too, and I asked uh, Matt this as well. Um, how do you balance the fan aspect from the professional aspect? Obviously, you talked about the passion for the game, but how do you balance that fan aspect from the professional? Because I think when it comes down to it, if it wasn't for those early memories or even like going to a game like you wouldn't have the passion uh that you do for the industry so just talk to me like how how you balance that or you know if that's something that you know is is a challenge or is, it's not you know really a challenge at all yeah I don't I don't necessarily think it's a challenge at all um I, I see the game differently now for sure mm-hmm. um, I, I look at different things I look at different activations when I'm walking through the ballpark or when I'm attending a new ballpark or when I'm, you know, going to a new ballpark for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I look at things a little bit differently and, you know, from the business side and just seeing, you know, what other teams do in terms of events or marketing or, you know, activations. Um, so I, I certainly think I see it a little bit differently and even the game itself, like I certainly don't see it as, as a typical fan. There are certain things you kind of, notice after you've worked for an organization or you you use different terminology and stuff like that um so it's not really a balance it's just kind of 
a different perspective. Yeah, yeah, and I agree. And, and I mean, being in sports, you, you do catch yourself still being a fan, though. Like, if you were to go out to a game whenever, you know, whenever that is, you still have that camaraderie to enjoy a game, you know, if it's, you know, on a, you know, whether it's baseball, whether it's football, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm still a huge fan of the game. Um, you know, whether I'm at the game as a fan or whether I'm working, um, I'm still a huge fan. Yeah, and I would imagine that there's, um, you know, corporate outings to to different uh, to different sports. I'm sure that's something that uh, you guys join as a, as a team, right? Yeah, you know, we haven't gone to many different sporting events um, that I recall. We typically will try to break it up around the holidays and yeah. you know, do some different holiday events and stuff like that. Um, but you know. Like I said, we're, we're, we just we try to break it up a little bit, and we're all fans of the game. We all enjoy watching the game. You know, we of course attending, love attending, you know, games and postseason games, and just being in that competitive environment is a ton of fun. Um, and, and being it with being in there with your peers is makes it all the more special. That's awesome. I love that. And just as your favorite event um, that you've got to participate in or, or work on. What has been your favorite event uh, since being with the Astros? Ooh, that's a tough one. <laughs> um, I would have to say it's a it's a tie between uh, the JJ Watt Charity Classic, um, which is a softball tournament that JJ Watt puts on for his foundation. Nice. Or uh, WWE. That was that was a unique one, just because it wasn't something that we'd done in the ballpark before. Um, getting to meet you know new individuals from WWE, working with their live events team. Um, was very cool. So those are probably my top two events. And talk me through that process of the the wrestling experience. Like, how much planning uh, did you do for that on the on the baseball side, and how much communication did you guys have to do on you know for their team as well? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of a lot of communication on the venue <laughs> side. Um, you know, we were determining whether or not we were going to have to resod. Um, you know, the playing surface and, and just communicating with their team for load in, um, load out, getting the, the talent in and out. Um, so a lot of communication. And I think that's one of the most undervalued, you know, qualities that you can have in any career, whether it's inside of sports or outside of sports is, is communication and relationships and, and communicating with, you know, other individuals outside of your organization. Yeah, that's huge. I love that. Uh, constant communication is 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 definitely you know something that's important um and when you talk about you talk we talked about this and obviously people know uh the sports industry is not a nine to five job and obviously you have to love it uh to continue to keep pushing but obviously it is a challenge but also for you as an individual how have you balanced that as far as you know making it work as far as the long hours um, you know, I'm, that, that's a, that's a great question. <laughs> I, uh, I moved to Houston, you know, for the job. So I don't have, um, a ton here, you know, I have some family <laughs> friends out in the suburbs, but you know, I genuinely like going to work. I'm genuinely like, I'm willing to put in those long hours. Um, but definitely when I get away from the stadium, I try to really break up my time. Um, you know, whether it's different hobbies, kind of exploring different parts of Texas, or just kind of, you know, I 
having some time to myself at home to kind of unwind when you get get home from work after a long day. Um, but I think just just having other interests and other hobbies is is important too. You know, whether it's you know hiking, running, walking, working out. Um, I think that really helps you, you know, break it up. So on a typical uh, coming home from the ballpark, what is your go-to uh, hobby that you know? that, you know, is your favorite thing to do after you get home or even after a long day at, at uh, the stadium? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'll typically, um, you know, say in the off season, um, on a, you know, r- normal day, um, I'll kind of wrap up my day, get a workout in, um, you know, whether that's at a, at a different, you know, group fitness gym, I like boxing um, or running the stadium stairs. And then I'll just kind of come home make dinner, uh, do the dishes and kind of unwind and, you know, watch some TV and, and go to bed. Nice. What is your go-to meal? Um, I eat a lot of chicken and turkey, you know, not, not a big <laughs> red meat eater. Um, so typically I'll do like a protein, a chicken and a veggie. Um, you know, I'm big, big Chinese food fan. So if I'm, uh, you know, it's been a long week. I'll grab some Chinese food on my way home from work. But, yeah, I try to keep it pretty healthy um, so, you know, I don't get weighted down or anything like that. And, um, you know, try to try to eat, do a lot of clean eating. And I think that's, uh, <laughs> that's important, too, to staying focused. Yeah, for sure. And you talk about, you know, going to the gym. Obviously, uh, things have changed a little bit with that. So have you done a lot of home workouts, uh, you know, since, you know, obviously uh, a lot of gyms have been closed for a while? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of home workouts, um, a lot of uh, Zoom workout classes, a lot of, oh, I'll do that class. And then a lot of, oh, looks like I missed it today. Um, so just just trying to find a balance, but definitely stay in focus with the Zoom workouts. Um, you know, with early on in the pandemic, when we when we first got kind of released from the office, um, I was pretty, pretty diligent about getting my workout in. And then I kind of took a break there in the middle the middle portion, and then now I'm kind of starting to ramp back into it and, and, and gain my focus again. But are, definitely a, a new way of doing things. For sure. Are you uh, pushing tires and pushing cars around? <laughs> I wish nothing, nothing that exciting. A lot of uh, a lot of yoga and Pilates and you know core workout classes and anything that I can find on you know Zoom or you know YouTube or whatever Pinterest workouts you know. Uh, whatever it may be. Yeah, that that's awesome. I know, especially like on the player side, you know, when they since they've been away a lot, you know, I've seen them, you know, just making things work. And I love that because it's like, you know, just because we don't have our facility available doesn't mean we can't work out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Everyone certainly have had have had to uh, evolve their way of doing things. Yeah, and even just, you know, doing stairs you know running up and down the stairs a good workout too yeah I live on the fourth floor so I've uh, I've been taking a lot of stairs and um, I'm skipping the elevator wherever I go so <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that's awesome I love that and just as far as like um, you know as far as like different uh, shows like are you uh, are you into Netflix at all yeah absolutely uh, I try to you know not watch a ton of TV, not a big big TV gal, but quarantine has certainly um, kind of messed up my schedule a little bit. So I I, I typically don't watch any TV during the day. 
Um, and then once I've cut, cooked dinner and have done the dishes, um, I'll turn it on a little bit in the evenings. Um, but I try to, I try not to gravitate towards it during the day if I'm having a slow afternoon or something. Um, but a lot, of, a lot of good stuff on Netflix. I, uh, I recently watched The Outer Banks. Oh yeah, yeah. So that, uh, that was a that was a good one. That was kind of a a modern Goonies. Loved that. Yeah, that was a great series. Um, I'm trying to think. I watched the one on Amazon Prime um, with the guy from The Office, John Krasinski. Oh okay. Um, he was like a spy. So that that was a good one too. Yeah, The Outer Banks was really cool, and I've uh, actually started to watch it's, uh, the One Hundred. It's uh, it's it's really interesting. It's like this sci-fi kind of thing. So yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll have to check that one out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, just as far as you know, the pandemic and things. Um, what are you most excited for as baseball is gearing up to start? Um, I'm super excited for live sports again. You know. Uh, <laughs> I've uh, I've been watching some of the you know summer camp action and intra squad workouts and um, I'm just excited for live sports. I think that will hopefully increase everyone's morale and, and give everyone something to look forward to. Um, but yeah, that that should give us some semblance of normalcy back. Yeah, for sure. And I think you know, with a lot of you know, like on March, you know, when basketball shut down, you were like, uh oh, this is this is crazy, and they you know. Sports got postponed, things got crazy, and now we're, we're trying to, you know, resume it. And it's like, well, let's finally get back because it's – you think about it like sports and it's these, in these escape, and we didn't have that. And now, you know, it's going to be nice to, to see that again because, you know, it's, it's something that can bring a lot of people together. And especially now, I think we need that. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I 100% agree with you. <laughs> So just um, as we close things out, I got a little bit more time. Uh, just anything, you know, I know we talked about it uh, earlier as well, but, you know, what are some key things just, you know, people who are struggling to find jobs, whether it's, you know, in sports or not in sports, you know, what are some key things that you would tell somebody who's struggling to find that internship or, you know, it, now it'd be the fall or just, you know, struggling to find that opportunity. You know, I think just staying focused and, and staying dedicated is important. Um, continuing to build those relationships while you um, are looking for a, a new job or new opportunities is important. Um, and, and maintaining those relationships, you know, not just reaching out to <laughs> an old mentor or an old colleague when you need a, a recommendation, but just, you know, checking in on them, you know, now's the perfect time to be checking in on your, you know, colleagues and your peers because everyone's kind of in this unprecedented time in this situation of the, of the pandemic. And I think now is more important than ever to reach out to your, you know, colleagues and peers and friends and family. Um, and, and that's a great way to, to, to keep your relationships. I mean, I think people see when you, reach out if you need something and they really see the difference between you reaching out because, you know, you care and you want to maintain that relationship. Um, and I think the, the value of, of relationships is, is undervalued for sure. Um, but that would probably be my biggest piece of advice. That's awesome. And how did you maintain them? Uh, because obviously I think 
that's a challenge. I mean, obviously in college when, you know, people got a lot of things going, but how did you, how did you maintain them when you were looking for opportunities in college and, and how do you, what do you, what are some things you do now to help, you know, maintain those relationships with people that you've worked with in the past? Yeah. I mean, it's certainly something that I've learned over time and, um, you know, just staying in touch with, you know, my former colleagues and former mentors as much as possible. Um, we, most of, most of my former, you know, peers, we all have a pretty open relationship. Um, I try to text them on a regular basis, um, just touch base with them, see how they're doing, see how their families are doing. Um, a lot of texts are exchanged, you know, during all-star breaks and post seasons <laughs> and, you know, sending everyone photos. And um, I think that just, you know, you, whether it's, you know, a former mentor that you have a really close relationship and you can text or maybe someone you can email back and forth with or just connecting on LinkedIn and, and liking their content um, is also a form of maintaining that relationship. Yeah, I love that. Uh, that's huge um, because you mentioned something um, in that, like, don't just ask for something. Um, add value. Uh, that, that goes a long way, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Because <laughs> you don't want to, you want to burn bridges. I mean, it's it's something that, you know, you can you can, you know, reach out to people and maintain it, but you don't want to you don't want to burn that bridge. Right, right. <laughs> so, um, as far as like the Houston area, if I was to come down and explore, I have a buddy of mine actually who lives uh, in Houston. What are, you know, and Norgos normal circumstances what is like your favorite place or you know thing to visit since you've been in houston i uh, love catching astros games at minute Maid park um, <laughs> <laughs> um you know i love just kind of running on the bayou uh being outdoors um getting some fresh air so anything anything really outdoors is any any you know restaurants outdoors uh texas has some great barbecue um, oh yeah, <laughs> just uh, just being outdoors is great. Yeah, I, I actually went out to Texas. I was near. So how far? Because I know like Texas is a big state. So how far are you from uh, uh, Texas Tech University in that area? Um, I'm not sure. I think it's like eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> here, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Oh Texas wow! Is huge. It's way bigger than I uh, than I thought. Yeah, yeah, I know, because I actually got to visit, I went to out to Texas um, when I was doing, when I was doing, like, so Ripken Baseball has a thing where they do free clinics uh, throughout the country every summer, and so when I was interning with them, I actually got out, I went out to Omaha, Omaha Nebraska, and then I went out to uh, Texas Tech, and conducted a couple of clinics in Omaha, Nebraska was awesome. Like that field where they had the college world series was so beautiful. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, I mean, Texas is great. Um, and I think, you know, I have a buddy of mine, um, definitely something that hopefully, uh, when things come back to normal, I have to, cause I, I've never been like to the West coast. Uh, so I have to definitely, uh, come out and uh, visit te uh, Texas again because, like, I, my buddy's out there and he's he's a uh, chef, so I have to come out there and uh, grab some of his food. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, no, absolutely. A lot to, lot to see and a lot to do in the area for sure. And throughout, and throughout the state. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you think the biggest differences are from like a place like San Diego um, and then Houston, Texas? Um, the weather is probably <laughs> the biggest difference. <laughs> um, it's beautiful in, in San Diego, you know, year round. Um, you know, both have pros and cons, of course. Uh, the people in, in, in Texas and, and specifically Houston are the most pleasant individuals that I've ever been around. Um, everyone's very polite. Um, Southern hospitality is definitely a real thing. <laughs> everyone's just very genuine and um, I appreciate that, you know, being out here and, and being someone who's new to the state who doesn't have a ton of, you know, family in the area. Um, so, you know, I definitely appreciate the Southern hospitality. That's awesome. Yeah. But I, I appreciate you taking the time uh, tonight, Bridget. It was a pleasure and yeah, Bridget, please everybody.